Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 54, Don't Step on Snack. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today, Snack Handler? Yes, that is exactly what it is. You got it right, and uh, I am living my best light, not life not stepping on snacks. Yes, I mean, nobody actually wants to be like... Um, um, fucking, was it Jebediah Springfield, who was the snake whacker for whacking day? Oh, <clears throat> yes. Like, I can't remember if it was actually Jebediah or not, but yes, no snake whacking, at least not while on camera. I'm looking at you, Jeffrey Tubin. Oh, man, this makes me feel like when we post the, uh, like... We're coming out with this episode tomorrow. We should post a picture of the baby snake eating a baby snake that I got like a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad call. And plus, you know, <laughs> it's fucking metal. Uh, honestly, you should have posted that on Nature is Fucking Metal. I mean, I still can. It's still not can. like it's stopped. <laughs> it's not like it's ceased to, to be no, relevant. No, you've missed your moment. You've missed your moment, man. In the um, last two weeks, all snakes on Earth went. <laughs> extinct actually that would probably make it more valuable yeah it would <laughs> it's how all snakes on earth went extinct is you know one started eating another and the one that ate the other choked on the one it was eating <laughs> it's yes. fucking metal man um all right we're like two minutes in and i want to get into beer number one before we talk about something else that i want to talk about Beer number one today is Don't Step on Snack. It comes from us. It comes to us from Abomination Brewing in, a, in collaboration with District 96, wherever the fuck you are. Uh, it is a double dry hopped IPA with Nelson, Rowaka, Citra, and Wakatu hops. Rings in at 6.9%. You ready, Em? I sure am, good buddy. Alrighty, in three, two, one, crack. Ah, uh, smells good. Yeah, it does. I don't know, pours pretty good too. Oh yeah, honestly, like I've been pretty damn pleased with the stuff from Abomination. I mean, fuck, twenty twenty one also was uh, pretty solid. I thought. Yeah, I find it so. funny that um, it, it's it's not a huge brewery. Oh, man, I am taking a picture of this with the fucking art instead of the title. Because, like, the art is super rad. Um, yes, the, it really is. The artwork on it is um, a super cute snake coming out of not Bart Simpson's head. <laughs> through one of his eye holes <laughs> it's like a monstrous uh like bart simpson zombie it's like what if david cronenberg uh threw <laughs> his take if, on bart what if, simpson what if the simpsons got cronenberg <laughs> yes uh yeah that is rad and the snake is so cute and has little hearts coming out of its face like ah, cute snake. <laughs> Indeed, and his uh, squishy is fallen over on the ground, apparently, too. 
Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That is mighty tasty. This is better than a squishy, folks. Yeah. At least better than that chutney squishy they tried years ago. Like, you want it to be good, but it just isn't. Is it bad that I would try that? Oh, I'd totally try that if it existed. (laughs) That's not a hint, Slurpee. We don't trust you. No, we don't trust you, Slurpee. You you can barely do Coca-Cola flavoring in a fucking Slurpee. Oh, man, though. Like, their their Coke flavor is, like, uh, good-bad, though? Oh, absolutely. Although, typically, my go-to would be um, a combination of tart cherry and blue raspberry. Yeah, that's that's a good one, but, like... Either uh, that or cherry Coke. Yeah, cherry Coke works super well. Mm -hmm. All right. um, Hey, I know we all come here to have fun, and I want to have some fun, too. Um, Old business, I apologize to listeners last time where I just, like, hit a fucking wall at the end. Like, I never start disassociating like that from tiredness unless I've been awake for, like, 36 hours. And I had been awake for, like, 12. So I don't know what the fuck happened. Um. The joys of getting older. Yeah, apparently. Um, also, since I don't know how well we really wrapped up our thoughts on Oddity by the Ocean, overall it was an enjoyable experience. Yes. Most most of our gripes are minor gripes. And yeah. I really hope you try and do it again next year. And I don't know, maybe listen to a couple of the gripes. Yeah. You, you know. know. Yeah. It's like it like it, uh, it went off way fucking better than the Fire Festival and way better than some of the other things I've been to. So Oh yeah, like before it we were both like I'm really excited for this, but I am expecting a fucking shit show. Like we yeah. were we were expecting the second Copenhagen Beer Fest again. And I'm guessing for a few of the general admittance people it was similar to that because there was so much beer that was gone by the time that they were able to get to it. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that is disappointing. Um, but like overall, I thought it was a really fun experience that went off primarily well. Like just because I complain about something doesn't mean I hate it. Like I just critique. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I feel like if you're going to have some issues, do it in your first year and not your second year, like Copenhagen. Like, the first year of Copenhagen had no issues. Why the Or at least there were no issues that we saw with the first year of Copenhagen. The second year of Copenhagen was probably the worst beer fest experience I've ever had. And it was a shit show leading up to it, too. Oh, yeah. No, it was a shit show even before the beer fest happened. Like, the sudden venue change. Thanks, Marty Walsh. Um, Like, if I was somebody coming from especially, like, out of country and was planning on being around Government Center, and then I'm suddenly at the power station, and, and, like, the power station didn't have good power, so a bunch of the fucking lines blew up. Yeah, like that shit was wild. And one of those things where you had to be there to truly get how fucking fucked it fucking was. Yeah. But that's sort of what I was expecting with, uh, you know, Oddity by the Ocean. And I was pleasantly surprised that it was closer to uh, 
Copenhagen one. Yes. Than it was to Copenhagen two. <laughs> yeah. Copenhagen two electric boogaloo. Uh, we'll hate you forever. Thank oh you. yeah. Like, I'm not sure if I would have given that beer fest another shot if they had a third go. I'm not sure either. I mean, I just had such a good time at the first one, though, that it was like, I don't know, I might have been, I might have been tempted, but. I probably would have been tempted depending on who they got for breweries. Like, especially since that one seemed to attract a lot more of an international brewery presence. No, both of them did. No, They just got different places. No, I mean, Copenhagen. Oh, yes. Attracted a more international brewer. Yeah. Brewers. So that that's something that made me more interested in it. Like, come on, I outside of England, I'm never going to get to have Beaver Town. But didn't they also sell out or close or something? No, um, they were one of the ones that didn't. And I, I remember, like, th- I think we actually ended up going to it twice because it was like, well, we might as well get some more beer, I guess, because everything's gone. Cough, cough, the veil, cough, cough. Um, oh, I meant the brewery itself, like as in current now time, not. Oh, I believe the brewery there. itself is uh, probably and never in any danger of going under simply because it got bought out by Heineken. Yeah, that that's what I was asking. Yeah. Oh, yes, it did get bought out by Heineken. But yeah. <laughs> Womp. <laughs> um, all right. Now that we got that old business out of the way. We're still not going to get fun yet because there's something that I really want to fucking talk about. And uh, even though this episode's not going to come out until nine days after it happening, I want to talk about what happened today in Uvalde. Yeah. Because uh, we're recording on, you know, May 24th at night. And I. I can't believe that we're here yet again. Yeah. Like 10 years after Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. We're here yet again with some motherfucker. Well, actually, he's probably never fucked anyone. I'm sure that's part of why he did it. I don't know. But this, you know, piece of fecal matter in human form going into an elementary school and murdering 14 children. Yeah. Like I, I feel like this is, this is going to sound a little bad to say, but I mean, I guess I can, I feel like motivations while not excuses are more understandable when it's like, I don't know, a person who got like fired from a workplace, like, and you know feels wronged by their bosses or something it doesn't make it right but it makes it yeah, makes the, I mean, the logic though there's there's an understandable there's line a, of reasoning there's a reason why the term going postal became a thing yeah because there were a number of postal workers in the 80s and 90s specifically that were very displeased with their working environment and they went in and had mass shooting events you know not in other countries just in this country but went in and had mass shooting events in postal offices. But in my mind, there is absolutely no, there is no logic. There is nothing. There is no reason that I could see that anyone could use to justify shooting kids. I just don't, it like it, it literally does not compute. I don't 
I do not understand what your what this person's goal was. Like, I, what the fuck yeah, were you trying to I, accomplish? I agree with you. I, I cannot understand what this person's goal was. Um, honestly, I really hate it when these mass shooters are not taken alive because more often than not, they are killed before they can be arrested. But like, I I, mean, if that's what you need to do to stop them from hurting other people, then fucking do it. Yeah. Fucking do it. That and like, as much as it would be nice to hear his reasoning. It's not justice either though. No, it's not quite, but like. Honestly, this piece of shit doesn't deserve to uh, have any more resources wasted on him. So there's kind of I'm kind of two minds of that. Like, yeah, it may not provide as much closure for victims. But then again, like with the way that our justice system works, like I'm not sure that like you get you the, the victims would even get the kind of closure that they would hope for in like even if the even if he were alive and went to trial like i don't I mean not I, quite I don't what they would trust hope for not quite what they trust would, our would justice hope system for, but they are allowed a chance for a victim impact statement mm-hmm. so that can at least give them an opportunity to have legal record of what the fuck they feel about it i mean i think that they in these sorts of cases i think that it would be beneficial if they allowed those people to you know read their victim impact statements regardless of whether there's anybody to actually prosecute and it's possible that they could be you know like it's like i don't know uh, were there accomplices maybe you know Uh, that still provides some opportunity all of all of the early reporting is that they were a person who acted alone um, uh, were they were the, they uh, old enough to buy a gun legally on their own? Were they the legal I, owner of the gun? I'm not sure because that information has question. not come out yet. They were yeah, 18, but that becomes the question. Okay, they were then 18, yes, they, and it was Texas. So yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty sure that's a um, that's a constitutional carry state. So like, as soon as you're old enough to legally buy a gun, you can just walk into a gun store and buy one. Yeah, like I think you might have to wait a couple of weeks, but there's no why? I don't think they require um like LTCs or anything, so man, and like that's the thing. I'm not even asking for like an out and out ban on guns. I like I'm not a fan of guns myself, but I'm not going to tell people that they cannot own guns. All I want is like some common fucking sense gun reform. Instead well, of the majority of our Congress being in the back pocket of the NRA. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like. Also, I want the CDC to launch a um, investigation into the disease of mass shooter events because they happen far yeah. too often in this country. They happen more often in this Although, country than anywhere else in the fucking world everywhere yep. else in the fucking world combined yes <sighs> like I, and it's it's a it's it's a fundamental flaw in our system and i think one of the things that we can do you know individually that's incredibly easy to start reframing like how seriously these things should be taken is let's stop calling them mass shooting events let's call them fucking terrorist events because yes we should people be calling in this them country love 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 to only call things terrorist events when they involve people of color and that's not fucking true most of our terrorists are fucking white people call them terrorists oh, maybe right, they'll so be taken seriously more 
So my grandmother gets home from her uh, cemetery meeting today. She's watching the news for a little bit and she's saying, oh, it's just so horrible and sad. What happened? My response is, so are we going to do something about like common sense gun laws or are we just going to send thoughts and prayers again? Her immediate response was, well, they'll just find ways to get guns. And it's like, no, the majority of guns used in these events are legally purchased. Yeah, the problem is, is in terms of like, okay, conservatives out there, I mean, I can't imagine why you'd still be listening to us, but like. Her tune did change slightly after she watched Biden's address, because Biden's address apparently talked about like, you know, common sense fucking gun laws, but also offered thoughts and prayers. It's like, no, I'm, I am fucking tired of people saying thoughts and prayers in these like Uh, do something about it you had a shot you had a shot house recently and every single fucking republican in the house voted against labeling white supremacy mass shooting events as domestic terrorism and it's fucking ridiculous like, it is fucking who, ridiculous. Who, who are you defending then? Yeah, that's, I mean, okay. Um, like, yes, as a liberal wannabe gun owner, um, I think that it's interesting to see the discourse among liberal gun owners like i conservatives if you're if you're listening to us which i have no idea why the fuck yeah, you're still why here. are you still listening um, to us but like <laughs> if, if you if you are here i mean again i'm not looking to take your guns away but like i yeah. definitely think that like i mean although i i would be looking to take your guns away if you should not be owning your guns agreed a hundred percent agreed there um, I think that some of the things that do not disqualify you from gun ownership are fucking ridiculous, as are some of the things that disqualify you from gun ownership. So yeah. I am because smoking I've, pot is talk- gonna make me smoking pot's gonna make me totally want to go shoot up um, a Seven Eleven. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, I. Like okay, so I again, got some mean munchies, man. And if I you allegedly, don't let me take these taquitos, I'm gonna shoot this place up, man. Allegedly said no stoner ever. Um, I, you know, as allegedly a person with a medical card and also a desire to own allegedly a gun license and guns, like I think that's fucking ridiculous, like. And I, 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 but one of the things I actually really appreciate is that the state of Massachusetts' official stance on it is, uh, we don't give a shit. Like we can't help you if the ATF comes after you, but we don't give a shit. And it's like, good. I'm glad that that's actually an official stance. Like, there are things that people will target in terms of you know gun regulations that don't do a damn thing to actually stop any of this from happening. But where there are plenty of things that do make a difference. Uh, if you are out there are interested in learning more about some of the things that could actually help the situation. I don't remember when, but it was in a couple of years ago, I think Robert Evans, I believe on behind the bastards, maybe 
did, but it might have also been um, on the original run of It Could Happen Here, did a really, really good rundown of like, these are the gun regulations that would help and these are the gun regulations that wouldn't. And he's a very thoughtful... Yeah, I was going to say, he seems like a very thoughtful understanding of how things work kind of person yeah i mean and you know i haven't listened to enough behind the bastards but i really enjoy what i've listened to like to me he's kind of a you know a role model for liberal gun owners everywhere the man is extraordinarily responsible he only brings it into situation you know he will not you know for instance he will not bring even if he's afraid for his safety which he's has every right to be after having his fucking hand broken by some fucking three percenter douchebag. Um, oh, didn't realize that that had happened. Oh yeah, he actually couldn't. Uh, he couldn't write for a while because he his like his hand got shattered. At oh a yeah, he's up in um, he's at, in Portland, isn't he? Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah, but he he never. Despite the fact that he can be, he's afraid for his own safety. He never bring, he's never goes armed to a protest. If nothing else, he's he's press. Like yeah, that's not I mean... a good luck. <laughs> but like Robert is like is not like the kind of guy who's like, well, I can legally carry guns wherever I want to, so I'm going to carry one all the time. He's like, no, I fucking think about like when it's appropriate for me to be carrying a firearm. Mm-hmm. Like, my God, even if people. Even if ever, if everybody in this country who owned guns d- did that simple thing of, is this an appropriate use of or use or carrying situation for a firearm? I'm going down to the bar to have some beers with some friends. Should I bring my gun? A- absolutely not. Actually, um, I had another friend who was telling me the other day about uh, guys from Libya that they met who were like it's so weird like that you know they think that it's weird how we deal with guns in this country because apparently fucking every guy every every male over the age of 18 in libya owns a gun at least one every single one of them but like if a group of them go out like there is one dude who remains sober the entire time and i'm guessing that like that's the guy who's armed like you don't have, you know, you don't go out drinking with your friends. So, it, so instead of designated drivers, they have a designated shooter. Yes. Yeah. Well, probably also he probably also drives, but you know, like it's still this. It's like it's like man, like even other countries that have like super super vast gun ownership have figured out how to do this way better than us. What the fuck is our problem? Oh, that's right. We've got this whole rabid individualism thing so dialed in that no one gives a flying fuck what happens to anyone who's not directly related to them or that they care about. Well, like, also, you don't... The, the NRA has been drilling in the idea of you got to keep your Second Amendment right. Well, I'm a... like willingly forgetting the second half of what the Second Amendment says. But also Libya is a good example of pull that up real fast. One of the things that's interesting about Libya is that like uh, apparently are they a conscription country? I they might be, but they still regardless of that, like not every conscription country has uh, like wide gun ownership like that. Um, The nice thing about conscription countries is that even if you don't own a gun, you know how to use one and you know how to use it safely. (sighs) 
and you know yeah. how to you know you know you're trained on how to like appropriate situations for using it but the other thing that i find interesting I mean, about a country that shit like should, libya that shit is that like if everybody it. owns a gun nobody uses one yeah but that's like, the thing but like what what you were saying a second ago should be federally mandated yeah. like I, training I course you need to have a license it's like driving a car because you can murder somebody with a car. You can yeah. damn well murder somebody with a gun. There yeah. should be a national registry, just like, you know, cars and drivers. I mean, I think that a, like, it, at the bare minimum, a non firing gun safety course should be mandatory in schools, period. Like, Every um, this country, I mean, like like a place like Libya, you're gonna have a hard time. You're gonna have a hard time with that in this country, though, because we're trying to avoid gun violence. So instead of having a proper safety, proper safety usage course, you you we instead have like you know active shooter drills in our fucking elementary schools. Like our priorities are entirely backwards in this country. They are. And I think that that's one of the things that's like, I think that this would be one of those things that would be remarkably easier than you think to get people on board with, because I think that. Oh, I'm sure the majority of the common man is already on board with this. It's just that, you know, the majority of our representatives and senators are in the pocket of the nra well that's the thing though is the nra would actually probably be super thrilled with this if you had a basic gun safety course in like every at like in every i don't know middle or high school whatever you think is appropriate probably high school like i think that you know it was considering that there are more guns than people in this country that's a damn good idea because even if you're like even if your parents are like gun owners who like don't think it's appropriate to teach you guns until you're an adult or whatever and then like you find your dad's 22 like sitting on a shelf because he didn't he forgot to put it in his gun safe or whatever like also what kind of a bitch is your dad to have a 22 i'm just saying i don't actually mean that that's just like dick me i understand (laughs) i am just saying okay your mom's 22 does that make you feel better like I I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that if we're going to be a country that has so many guns, that every single person, whether or not they own one, knows how to use one safely and appropriately. I completely agree. Um, I would actually say start it younger. I would Uh, agree. You're you're not actually teaching them. You're not actually teaching them how to use a gun. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, in like second or third grade, having like, like, didn't you oh, have how to like teach how to respect a firearm? Yeah, you know, always treat it as if it's weapons. loaded. Never point it at something that you don't intend to shoot. Know what's mm-hmm. behind your target. You don't need to ever touch make, a gun to know it, that those are, it, those things. Make it essentially like a more effective dare program. Mm-hmm. Yep, like it might be. It's like <laughs> it might actually dare. be effective. <laughs> You're say dare, rebrand yourself, and do something fucking useful for once. Yeah, actually that. I hadn't really thought of that, but that would be a fucking hell of an idea. Yeah, I don't know absolutely. if dare. I don't know if dare still existed. It still. But exists, you could still. I mean, you could absolutely just bring like, it. Be, bring bring it by yeah. the name out and do it. Like, yeah, fucking similar like, model. That's, that's a great but idea. Teaching like, kids that you but, know these are not toys. Yeah, these are I mean, weapons of death. <laughs> yeah, like 
so it actually I think it would probably be death. <laughs> it would probably be beneficial to do it like fifth grade, eighth grade, I don't know, eleventh grade, whatever. Like do kind, it multiple kind, times and step up what you're teaching them each time. Kind of like sex ed courses. <laughs> yes. Exactly like sex ed courses. And these I guarantee you would be fought a hell of a lot less by parents in red states. Unless like Actually, yeah, you're they, really you're at, right. <laughs> and, I was gonna say, unless you're really adamant on like not teaching your kid how to use firearms safely and appropriately. <laughs> Instead it's just like, now nah, shove a gun in his hand and he'll figure it out. It's like, all right. Oh man, do you remember Grindhouse? You're little, Jimmy, you're only ten, you're you're only eight years old, and you're kind of skinny for your age. But here's my Desert Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Do Do you remember um do you remember Grindhouse like the Planet Terror segment that had um though this is the gun if anybody comes except for mommy just sh- pull the trigger like in your video games just don't point it at yourself. As yeah. soon as she, like, closes the door to go see her dad, you just hear behind her, like, yeah, of the kid shooting himself in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, terrible. Uh, but yeah, no, I-, I wanted to read what the Second Amendment actually says, because, you know, the majority of people forget what it actually says. The Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America in 1789, revised in 1992, states, A well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. So, really, the, the fucking campaign of the nra is to try and make people forget what the first half of that says i understand that and like again while you are technically correct which is the best kind of correct well-regulated militia doesn't have to actually mean like militia militia it just has to mean that you know people are properly educated and if you supply this education to everyone yeah. Then it, it you, makes the impact hopefully less. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, again, with the number of guns we have in this country, like I again, I'm not at all opposed to people owning guns. Like if you are, I, I hate to tell you that ship is fucking sailed. You're never gonna get all the guns out of the hands of this country. No, and, absolutely not. And I think that in that case, it's better to stop being such so fucking puritanical about it and just say, hey. This is the situation. This is the reality. Nice. Why can I never do that on mic? Anyway, what I think, I think that the responsible thing to do is to make sure that like every single person, whether or not they grow up with a gun in their home or not, knows how to use one responsibly. And like, I don't know, you might end up with like, you know, like kid in Texas, you know, gets taught basic gun safety in like fourth or fifth grade or whatever and comes home and goes daddy they taught me what you're doing is wrong and like maybe maybe fucking adults might act it might maybe it'll rub off on adults maybe it'll be like oh shit really like i've just been you know doing this because you know the way my dad taught me and his granddad taught him and my granddad taught him and whatever like you know maybe it would make things better for everyone but it sure as fuck can't hurt yeah, well, unless that kid says their daddy, their pappy, 
hey, daddy, you're doing this wrong. And he just goes, slap, shut up, Junior. Yeah, but I would suspect that that I would hope not. But then again, I had a shit fuck for a father. I mean, there are plenty of shit fucks out there, so I'm sure that would happen at some point. But I'm I'm also betting that like said child has probably already experienced enough shit fuckery from their dad at that point that they would just keep their mouth shut and just quietly do it the right way. I mean, I think I would have at least. Uh, sadly, probably. But yeah. Well, we spent basically wait, an entire wait until beer dad's talking asleep. about. Wait until dad's asleep. This. You put a pillow over his face. Huh? I mean, <laughs> yeah. We 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 spent basically an entire beer talking about this. Like, yeah. I mean, right. honestly, I think that it was important to talk about. Um. I, I don't disagree. I mean, we're but I, we're not a news podcast. We're a beer yeah, podcast. I, we've not I don't about... know how our other thirty how our thirty listeners are going to feel about us talking about this. But but sometimes it's something is really important and it's helpful to use your platform. And like again, I think that taking a logical and reasoned approach to it makes a lot of sense. And I don't think that anyone in our fucking government is doing that right now. No, like. I I can see a lot of things that would that would help this situation and none of them are going to get not, not only are they not getting done they're not going to get done like yeah, they're unless, absolutely not going to get know, done unless we uh, you know make make put new people in who actually believe in you know not only the reality of the situation but also common sense ways to make it better like like I said, it's like, you know, you got to sometimes you have to stop being an idealist and be realistic about what your situation is and how you can actually work within that framework to make things better. Yeah. And that could solve a lot of Pragmatism has a time and place. Yeah. And this is absolutely one of those things where pragmatism, like, because the, 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 like, basically, be, you know, people who are for regulation have, in this particular instance, been unwilling to settle for anything other than what they're specifically looking for and it's gotten us basically nowhere so like and it, it and the things it has gotten us have not really been effective in uh, addressing the problem so maybe it's time to try a different tactic well it doesn't help that the republican party has been wholly unwilling to budge on this it doesn't matter i mean that's the thing is like this is like so the kind of gun regulations that democrats say they think will fucking fix it a won't and b are deeply unpopular with like so much of the country that it actually it is one of the reasons that we're so divided i think that if democrats were more willing to be like hey man i don't personally love guns but you know much like an abortion i'm not going to tell other people not to choose it because even if you think that nobody should have them, that's not the fucking reality. Correct. So, like, just just accept that that's not the reality. You're not going to make it the reality. And say, like, I don't personally want one, but I respect that other people do. But, like, these are the things that we should do to make sure that, you know, people, you know, exercising their Second Amendment right, because that's how we've chosen to interpret it is done in the safest way possible. Like, 
I, I, I concur. <laughs> I feel like a lot of our issues are because of this. Fuck you. You can't take our guns. We want to take your guns. Fuck you. You can't take our guns. We want shut up. Everybody shut up. And no, just... I like I don't give a shit about taking anyone's guns unless they very specifically should not have them. Like anybody who is like, especially anybody convicted of a violent crime within like the last five to ten years mm -hmm. shouldn't be able to buy an, a firearm. Unless they have a, uh, I don't know, maybe multiple let letters of recommendation from a psychologist or some shit. I don't know. Like, again, I think that they're like oh, multiple but letters again, from the same psychologist. Starting, doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not saying I definitely I definitely do not have all the fucking answers. But like, I think that we need to start from a place of accepting reality before we can actually do anything that's going to be effective. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to get these guns from people like no, I don't you're not. I don't want to take your guns like I, I don't want to take is, your guns unless you like should not have them. But I also but think that, that it's a it's a really bad thing to teach like liberal kids like guns are bad. OK, you should never own a gun because, you know, what? again, we talked about this earlier. One of the reasons that when things the turning point comes, the one of the reasons that things are not so bad in Libya is because everybody owns a gun, whether no matter what side they're on politically. So, like, there is an element of mutually assured destruction there. Like, I think that if you had more of a balance of gun ownership on different sides of issues, you might get fewer incidents that, that uh, especially during times of political conflict resulted in gun violence. Yeah. Because if the, if your assumption is that every single person you meet might have a gun, you are highly inclined not to ever fucking use yours. I feel like it was, um, one of my coworkers at the Middle East who was telling me about, you know, helping his father move state mm -hmm. and like his father had. I can't remember if it was two separate trailers or if it was like one, like 17 foot trailer, but like a massive fucking trailer that an arsenal, more or less, not just an arsenal, but enough bullets to like outlast anything they would need because you know he, he'd go to a gun show and you know somebody would have like a bunch of bullets that was like all right we chopped it like 70 percent off so it's like 15 cents per bullet so he just yeah i didn't Dude, realize that... how much he had he'd just buy it because it was there and he ended up having I mean, I like say... thousands of pounds of ammunition i mean as a person who enjoys shooting guns for sport like targets and shit uh and looking at the price of bullets now i, I i'm hesitant to say that was a bad idea no that was a pretty good idea, idea but it's just like wild like again i mean yeah I that's, like, that's a thing i feel that like there be... should be something there should be some sort of national registry when it comes to gun ownership I don't disagree with you. I'd like, be happy but to like, put my... That is, well. something, that is something that the NRA has been opposed to 
Well, I mean, for like thirty plus years. Again, um, it becomes a sticky situation when you're ta- when you take into account some of the less reasonable gun regulations, i.e., things like if you have a you know a medical marijuana user card, you can't legally own firearms. Period. At a federal also, level, having a, fe- having a federal registry would uh, absolutely bone people that want to be able to hold both, and even though their state who issued them the marijuana license doesn't have a problem with it. The federal government does. So that's where the fed regulations become. I I get, I get the complaint about that though. But when it comes down to it, we need federal regulation. Like, yeah, we need federal. We we all, we also desperately need to, to, if you want to be state by state, then we need to break up this country. And we should treat this country like 50 individual states. The thing is, is that there's a lot of stuff that has always been under the purview of states' rights as opposed to federal government. And like, this is one of those lines that it's like, I think that the feds should have more regulation. I don't necessarily think that, uh, like, I think that. I would be unopposed to a federal registry of firearm owners as long as it doesn't uh, correlate in any way with, uh, well, actually, it shouldn't, in theory, correlate with your medical records. Because that if you have a medical marijuana card, that is protected under HIPAA. So, like, it, it that's should, why you it should say be. no. And, but, like, I agree with that aspect of it. Like, honestly, like, keeping stoners from having guns, like, again, it's going to be like, hey, dude, you stop right there. You got anything to munch? Like, yeah, I, 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 I don't, mean, I don't have a problem. Let with me tell you that the last that <laughs> when I am allegedly high, the, the last thing I'm thinking about is shooting a gun. I mean, I actually don't ever think about it all that often. It's just one of those things that would be like. I don't know nice to do once in a while like oh hell yeah man i think it'd be i think it'd be cool as fuck to have that like you know semi hunter s thompson lifestyle where it's just like yeah i'm gonna fucking like drink some beers get baked and like shoot my 357 in my backyard into a hill i mean that would be rad but the the problem is is we live in massachusetts and most towns are not are not at all cool with you shooting guns even on your private property because it were too densely populated because a lot of people don't think about the you're responsible for your bullet wherever it ends up and don't think about what what's behind their target and if you yeah, miss your that, target like, are you going to end up hitting a house you don't fuck it so it 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 was just easier <laughs> Because uh, you hey have folks, to remember that people. Hey are folks, stupid. if you want to like hate people even more, subscribe to our backslash idiots with guns, because <laughs> there's a bunch of idiots out there with guns. And if you want to learn about people who are, you know, not conservative and are tend to be uh, cool, but fairly responsible gun owners who might just be kind of pumped about their hobby check out r slash liberal gun owners huh i'll have to check that one out myself and there's also a like i think there's like a liberal militia one too which is interesting to look yeah. at but like less le- less less cool people 
Um, I, I suddenly wonder if um, any of the neighbors might have called the cops. Yes, I realize that your beer is empty. My beer is empty too, Emily. You can fucking relax. Yeah. We're going to do an anti-ad. We're going to do an ad while we take our break because I want to smoke. And then we'll come back and we'll crack the next beer. <laughs> See, I never do good burps on, on Mike ever. That was a weak one. The fuck was I even saying now? I don't know. Oh, I wonder if there anybody called into uh, Dover PD about the gunshots from my house the other day. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The, the cops had to come out and put down a um, what looked like uh, what looked like a rabid raccoon. Um, yeah, I'm sure the cop was thrilled because it's like, well, on one hand. I get to actually use my service I can weapon. I shoot my gun. <laughs> well, I was going to say, on one hand, I get to use my service weapon. On the other hand, anytime I use my service weapon, it's like a mountain of paperwork. And like it, a rabid raccoon feels uh, kind of anticlimactic. But yeah, you know. I mean, I think that it probably ended up being more paperwork for him because he had to shoot it twice because apparently he didn't get it the first time and then couldn't oh. find his second shell casing. Oh, so yeah, definitely. That's probably more, even more, more paperwork. <laughs> but it's yeah. probably also why he said to me, like, hey, I didn't find the second one. Just so that, you know, if. Nope. If they had no, to invest, me. if they had to investigate it, he would have somebody as witness. Yeah. And the fact that, like, I don't know, I kind of feel like most people in your town would be would flip the absolute sh their absolute shit if they found a shell casing in their yard and be like, oh, my God, people are trying to break into my big fancy house. Yeah. Fun fact, guys. Dover, Mass used to be a blue collar town back in like the 50s. Actually, now it's full of actually it was technically more of a green collar town because yeah. it was largely farming. Yeah, I was going to say it's uh, definitely old farmhouses. Yeah. And like now there's like a handful of blue collar people. By the way, I need to go hang out at the Dover Legion more because that's where all of our blue collar people congregate. But yeah, like it, it used to be a really nice town and then it just got invaded by Nouveau Riche. <laughs> mm hmm. Sure did. But all right, um, our beers are empty. I got to piss and I want to smoke. So I'm going to do my I'm going to do an anti ad while you think about an ad. OK. Our anti ad today is brought to you by Zoom. Fuck you, Zoom. We've actually switched over to using Z Skype, not because we like Skype, but because we've come to hate Zoom. Zoom. Fuck you. All right. Uh, quickest thing I could come up with for a pro ad was Bic. We make the lighters that all of you use. Come on, man. You know that you that if you smoke anything, you use Bic lighters because the ones that you get for the for free at gas stations and shit are crap. The only thing they're really good for is blowing up. Um, <laughs> they're not even good for opening up bottle tops I was gonna like, say, like a big I can use a bottle top to open like those shit ones for like the super shit ones unless it's like a jeep like the jeeps yeah those are work fun. but like no usually if you're getting that kind of lighter you're getting 
a shit lighter that you got for free. Oh, so, yeah. Bic lighters. Hey, you know what? We have fun and collectible prints and patterns that <laughs> you can show off your personality with our Bic lighters. Do you want one that has a picture of a pickle on a cute little background and literally just says pickle in cursive? Like Emily uh, also, has on Also, don't don't table forget right the now. don't forget the bits of dill that are floating inside that jar lighter. <clears throat> yep. Cuz uh, like fun detail. Uh one of my personal favorites is that um T-Rex on a scooter. Yeah, no, I know the pickle lighter. Uh-huh. Uh T-Rex on a scooter ETing the moon. Which um, I also have. Uh, there's the space whole, taco. I have. I still have a couple of space tacos, and when both of them die, I will be keeping a dead space taco lighter forever because space taco is my favorite lighter I've ever seen. My in, in pe- my pocket right now in pizza we crust. <laughs> and you lost mine at a show because you're a douchebag. Uh no, because the paradise sucks and takes away your lighters now. Remember, oh, yeah. kids, if you go to shows and you smoke, hide your sh- hide your fucking lighter, hide your Bic in your shoe because they'll take it away. And Unless you're sucks. a woman, then just hide it in the part of your purse that they don't actually get to. Yeah, or that works too. But, but uh, continuing with our ad, Bic, we make the only lighter that's cheap that's worth buying because hippos are worth buying, but like. Fuck oh, everything, I, but the, the fuck I everything was, disposable. That's not a bic, basically. I was going to use their motto: "Flick your bic." Not to be confused with "flick your bean." Yeah, no, I mean "flick your bean" too, if you want to. But all right, yes, this is not endorsed by bic. Coming up next, beer number two. We're weird people. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> All right, and we are back with beer number two. Beer number two today is Constellations from Foam Brewers. Uh, is a sour IPA featuring Galaxy, Comet, Strata, Caracara Orange, Caracara Orange, uh, Meyer Lemon. I usually say Caracara. I, I thought, I don't know. <clears throat> Meyer lemon, vanilla, and lactose. It rings in at 7.0% in 3, 2, 1, crack. Ooh, good smell. Oh, yeah. Like, very citrusy. But, like, it, it's got Meyer lemons and caracara oranges, so I would expect it to be citrusy. Yes, but also those hops that they chose definitely have some citrusy elements as well. So, All right, folks, yeah, we know that you come into this for beer talk. So we're going to indulge you and do a little bit of beer talk, but, you know, we, we have pop yes. culture things we um, want to talk about, too. Yeah, I, I've got a really good tee up, um, but you know, we we realized the show is called New England Beer Reviews. I was thinking of just going a super beer light episode where we just talk about, you know, our drinking beers. But I think that Emily's right. We we should talk about other beers because we've got so many other beers to talk about. 
Oh my god, we're so deeply far behind. Like the the ones we're like I think that everything we're going to be end up talking about we checked in on April 23rd. Yes. So, that is over a month away from when we are now. Um but also this uh this beer is solid as hell. Um yeah, I've still yet uh, to sip it cuz I'm trying to get back to April 23rd. Ah, well, well, while you're doing that, I can talk about it. It's um it's not a super sour IPA. It definitely has a hint of sour. Um I think that the fruit comes through less strongly and more serves to enhance the natural flavors of the hops. I think that the vanilla and the lactose are more there to like kind of, you know, round out and, you know, kind of smooth out the mouthfeel. So it's like, it's a little bit beer creamsicle, but like not in an overly aggressive way, in a chill, pleasant way. Yeah, personally, I kind of wish it was a little more beer creamsicle. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I definitely understand that thought process, and I really do like things that go a little bit more heavy-handed. As I sip it more, I'm getting more of the citrus, like, and the vanilla, like, hitting me in terms of the flavor. But I, I think I, I really like that all of the flavors are kind of blending together as a cohesive whole rather than, like, any one particular flavor or particular flavors standing out well above others. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting like the vanilla and the lactose and a hint of citrus, but I'm not getting much of the hops. So it ho- makes me hope that I don't have COVID two electric boogaloo. No, you don't. It's the fact that the, the, again, the, the hops themselves are fairly citrusy so the flavors from the hops and the citrus are more or less just blending together in your brain. That makes sense. Like, it is tasty. Do not get me wrong. It is tasty. All right, we're going to get into some beer talk. Uh, beer talk today. We had a beer called Sight and Sound. It comes to us from Equilibrium, but... It's a collaboration with foam. Ha ha. Handy. Um, is it. Was it a New England or was it just a DDH Dippa? Um, it was definitely at least an East Coast if it wasn't a straight New England. OK. I think it was a New England, though, because e- uh, Equilibrium is uh, somewhere in New York, right? Yeah. Middletown. But yeah, it's yeah, sure, an, kid, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's an 8.5% DDH Dippa, um, brewed with Citra Incognito, Citra Lupamax, Mosaic Lupamax, Citra T90s, and Mosaic T90s in the Whirlpool, and then Dry Hop with Strata, Citra Lupamax, Mosaic Lupamax, Citra T90s, and, and mosaic loop max i feel like that's supposed to say mosaic t90s whatever anyway i mean 
I, I think that, so I gave this a 4.25, if I recall correctly, because it was a long-ass time ago. Yeah, um, we both did. I think, that, I think that this was a little bit more bitter than I would like, but, I mean, they did actually put quite a lot in the Whirlpool there. Um, uh, so It, it probably was... would have been done better. It probably would have been better if it was slightly lower ABV and less in the Whirlpool. I agree. It's like 8.5 um, for a DDH dipper still feels high. Yeah. And, uh, our, I would say same rating. I would feel, I feel kind of similarly about the next one. And the fact that it's another, it's crushed juice by mass landing. It is, which is in Westbrook, Maine. It is another, uh, dipper. This is distinctly described as a new England. It's an 8.1%. um, and this one is made with Citra, Azaka, Nelson Sovan, and Sabro hops. And S- Sabaro hops? <laughs> I didn't know the pizza <laughs> place made hops. <laughs> Dude, how funny would that be? That would be um, hilarious. <laughs> Sabaro so having their own proprietary hop. <laughs> I would say that I had similar problems with this one where I think that there was a little bit too much in the whirlpool for my taste. Like with a new England, I really, really want something that's extremely smooth on the palate. Mm-hmm. And when you put too much strong shit into the whirlpool and not enough in the dry hopping, like I personally think that most of your shit should be going into, into dry hopping because it makes for a much smoother, less bitter result. And I'm not all about that bitterness personally. I absolutely agree. Like I like bitter, but the majority of the time, if I'm having like, well, especially something that is a new England style IPA, I don't want fucking any bitter in that. Like I, I generally don't, I want like juicy citrus, which again is why like, I'm totally with you. I would rather they used more hops on the, DDH end instead of in the whirlpool. Yeah. Um like it was still good. Yeah. Like yeah, like still gave it a four point two five. Like again, nothing we drink unless it's specifically bad is bad. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and I think that we can roll right into the next one because we gave the same rating to it for probably much the same reason. I think the same reason, yeah. Uh, our, our uh, next one that we had was Queen's Mage from Burlington Beer Company out of Burlington, Vermont. It didn't have quite the same astringency as the other two because it's only a 6.5. But it. It again, I think, used too much of its cashmere hops in the Whirlpool instead of their dry hop. Yeah. Um, and I actually have that complaint with most Burlington IPAs that I've had. And the other thing that I don't know is I don't know how long it takes Burlington Distro to get to us. And I don't know if Burlington is one of those companies that like their IPAs just get like that oxidized bitter bullshit like super fucking fast. fast. Yeah. It makes me wonder that, like, if it's and like if their if shit is cold Burlington shipped. is, 
Yeah, like I kind of want to go to Burlington and try their shit there just to see like how it works out because like they're like foam is from around there and I feel like their shit does not oxidize nearly as quickly. So maybe their distro just does a better job with that. And I don't I guess I will never know until I actually get it fresher. It's really hard to know unless like you've had a had something that like you got through normal distro versus at the brewery itself. Yeah. So but at the same BBB. time, I don't really want to drive like four hours to Burlington, Vermont. I do. Ugh. I do. I want to do a Burlington beer trick. Fuck you. Yeah, we should absolutely. I am do not a opposed to this idea. Trip. Um, it, that, you know where I don't like, want to go. That's my thing. Like I, I like, I like going places. I just don't like getting there. If I could teleport, yeah, I would be like a very happy person. It's- still yeah it's not like you have to do the driving and you can smoke the whole time yeah no that's that's the handy thing about being in a car with you as opposed to um not you literally anyone else (laughs) um so speaking of places that aren't fucking worth going to just for beer Orono Brewing Company. Our next one comes from Orono Brewing Company because if you've never been to the Orono Bangor area my god there's just not fuck tons to do. I mean, again, like it would be cool to visit Orono, but like, uh, no, not unless I'm going up there for another reason. Um, so we had Hope Begins with Truth IPA, which is a just straight New England IPA, not a not a double, uh, 6.1% ABV, and it is brewed with Strata, Talus, and Cryo Simcoe. Um, if I recall correctly, so we gave, we I think we both gave this one a four, and I think that really the reasoning is that it it wasn't so much that this one had too much bitterness; it was really more the fact that like it just was a little bit light on the flavor. Um, yeah, that, as far as that Orno goes, I had. Issue. I also it was yeah. it was more like classic New England style, classic New England style being like you know. Uh, fucking heady topper and uh sip of sunshine like that sort of stuff that isn't really it like it's still considered new england ipas but like new england ipa has become a very different thing from what those beers once were yeah um so i've had a handful of things from orono now and i will say that like i don't think that you can personally as long as you're not expecting your mind to be blown, you can't really go wrong with any Orono you pick up. But like, if you really want your mind to be blown, you really need... The only ones I've had that were mind-blowing are tubular and totally tubular. But I don't... I would definitely not say that anything we've had from them, like the way life should be or any of that shit, I don't think any of it's bad. I just think that it's less impressive than... Yeah, I I mean, like, that's sort of my feeling with them as well. Like, nothing of them is super impressive, but none of it's terrible. Oh, no. I mean, tubular and totally tubular are actually super impressive, in my opinion. Um, Have I had totally or have I only had tubular? I can't remember if you've had totally tubular. Um, I think it's the DDH version of tubular. Shocker. but tubular, I, I actually appreciate that, like, uh, 
much like Bissell, they were smart in the choice of what that they what they actually made like kind of their flagship beer, the one that they consistently brew and send out to like all kinds of places to carry. I'm gl- glad that they chose tubular much in the same way that I'm glad Bissell chose the substance because both of those are actually solid offerings. And I think that I've had a lot fewer things from other from both breweries that impress me outside of those two. Like I think Bissell's Swish is the best of the of the shit that I've had from them, but I also recognize it's probably more difficult to make, and it probably has benefited from having uh, a more limited run where the substance is probably cheaper and easier to make, but is also super solid. So mm-hmm. uh, the like, next tubular, one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like trying to keep on like, yeah, tubular. Mm-hmm. It, it's a solid beer. <laughs> like I, I, I know I've had tubular a couple of times. Um, not sure if, if you want to hear totally. us say tubular some more. I don't know. If Sign had, up for uh, our Patreon. <laughs> Well, no, if you want to hear us talk about tubular more, not only sign up for our Patreon, even though we have no promises of actually saying tubular, although if you fucking sign up, I will say tubular like every other goddamn sentence if I have to. But I was more thinking, we just launched another podcast called See It or Screw It. We, it's a movie <laughs> review podcast in which we decide if you should see it or screw it. It's pretty fucking straightforward. Uh, we have a couple other people to help balance this out, including Liam Anderson of Well, There's Your Problem, Lions Led by Donkeys, and 10,000 Losses. And one of the episodes we have, well, two of the episodes we have done are on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So come check us out. We I can't fucking remember what I recorded forever ago. But we might have said the word tubular because, you know, I, 90s was a thing. Yeah, um, I've lost my edits of those episodes, so I have to re-edit them, but uh, I'm sure we somebody said tubular at some point. Either me Hopefully. or you. Also, TJ has now learned the, the benefits of having a backup of things, whether it be on the cloud or an external hard drive. But nowadays, people just use the cloud because, oh my god, you want me to use physical media? I still love physical media, but I would rather use... I do too. I would rather use my Google Drive. Um, Hey, so, the next one, you tagged me as having it with you. I don't remember this beer at all because I don't remember the can art at all. So I'm not sure if I ever actually had it, but you at least had... Oh, you definitely did. Again, like, I don't remember this can art. And you checked it in and it's untapped at home instead of at a location. Like, if Yeah, it was... but it was clearly the same night as the rest of this shit. That must have been when... Oh, yeah. This no, was the crap that we got. I think that, that was something this that was a, you this, had this was the, at your home. The Earth Day... No, I think this was the Earth Day shit. Oh, was that, was that the Earth Day shit? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently it made a really deep impact on me. Um, that's going to be a future episode. It wasn't wildly exciting. 
that's going to be a future episode of See It or Screw It as well, is a movie clone of Deep Impact and Armageddon. So because, hasn't been recorded yet, but it's us. going to. Oh, man, I hate us so much. I hate me the most. Coo, but TJ, 2022, join Liam and me before you even listen to the podcast. We have already decided to coo, TJ. So woohoo. Yeah, or just listen to the podcast coo, and realize Decide if you that... want to coo, TJ with us or not. Yeah, we'll take a vote. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a hoof-hearted sour ale, sour IPA uh, that it was. Uh, if I had it, it was way more sour than this one. Like it was more like a Berliner. It was definitely more sour. It was like a Berliner pretending to be an IPA that had vanilla and lactose, vanilla and milk sugar. Yeah. Yes. Lactose. Yes, it's lactose. I don't know why some places call it milk sugar. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Do you just feel like you need I whatever. Anyway. But yeah, I remember it being fine, but not being really impressed with it if I had it. And that would make sense if I had That's it outside. More or less why. Not noticing that it had that yeah. can art. Yeah. Uh, it, you definitely had this one outside, and I would agree this wasn't this one wasn't wildly impressive. Again, a four point two five is nothing to shake a stick at, but like, I've had better sour IPAs. Um, I think that this one, while it executed the style well, just didn't bring anything new or exciting to the table. Which is like, I don't know, as a person who like has been hoofhearted, like it's always like the stuff that they do that isn't like doesn't stand out in my mind is the stuff that like kind of disappoints me like um i i think that they are overall very solid i don't i wouldn't turn i wouldn't say to somebody if they were thinking about buying this don't buy this if you're really in the mood for a sour ipa and you don't have any better options like it's not a bad option please no, do not it's, get it's that it's really wrong. not a bad but, option like, it's just not one of the more exciting things i've had from hofarded um, Hoofhearted is one of the breweries outside of New England that I think does generally does a really solid job with New England styles. Uh, uh, cough, cough, $60 nachos and $120 nachos. Although Very $60 true. is definitely better excluded. And then uh, discount nachos. I, yeah, I was going to say was discount nachos. Like, we're, we're going to talk about that a little more in the future, but those were tasty too. Indeed. And also, I just, I remember being in Columbus and being like, they have a beer called $60 Nachos. I have to get that. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. And their food's good, if you ever make it to Columbus, which is one of the only two places in Ohio that I would suggest that you go to. The other one being Cincinnati. Otherwise, just get the fuck out of Ohio as fast as you can. Come on, man. I know you don't agree with me, but I've always said Cleveland for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. No, it's not worth it. But, I am like, telling you, there you, is you, no... You hit up that it Rock and Roll Pyramid. It could be the most pyramid. amazing. You hit up that Rock and Roll Pyramid. No. Like, I love museums. You hit up that Rock and Roll I, dude, Pyramid, and then you get right the fuck out of Cleveland. <laughs> I, honestly, man, it could be the best museum that you've ever been to in your entire life, and it would not make it worth it to me to go back to fucking Cleveland. I have been to Cleveland twice. I have no interest in ever going there ever again unless somebody's literally paying me to do it, which is the only reason I've been there in the first place. Fuck Cleveland. 
fuck Cleveland into the sun. They have a pretty city hall, and that is the only positive thing I can say about that fucking city. I don't know, man. I and feel their like, airport sucks, too. I feel like my favorite government building might be... Um... Oh, the, the um, <laughs> a state house in... Or the, the yeah, the state, the state house in the, the state um, house in Austin. Austin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I will say that like in Rose Quartz or Rose Marble. I was it was no, it was. um, um Rose Sandstone. Sandstone. Yes. Yeah, it was. It is a gorgeous building. Um, Again, Cleveland City Hall is a gorgeous building. If you do actually f- get forced to go to Cleveland at some point. Just like, don't just go stand outside the Cleveland City Hall. Do yourself a favor and walk into the lobby of it because that's the part that's really impressive. Like, it has a big ass marble rotunda with like ornate, you know, fucking gilding and shit. It like, it is actually kind of worth it. Cool. Fuck everything um, else in that godforsaken hey, city. If we're going to get to any fucking pop culture, do we want to keep on going through beer or do we just want to go to pop culture now? Dude, we only have like yeah, I know a couple more beers. Then let's keep on right. going with beer. <laughs> TJ is cranky, folks. TJ cannot smoke marijuana Water. or cigarettes inside right now, so TJ wants to keep the show moving. So TJ can smoke eventually. We might take another break. Oh, I mean, TJ can fucking. Go- I was gonna say TJ can go smoke if he fucking wants to. I give. I I can. I can just like talk shit about you and keep going on beer. Um. So we had next Actually, exhibit A, which there are four more beers to talk about. I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. Have fun. Um, I agree with Emily's opinion on all of them except for things about me. <laughs> I'm TJ. I'm the biggest idiot ever. Also, in case you guys were except wondering, I statement. absolutely say that about myself when I do stupid things. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty fun when Emily does. Did it I'm last Emily, and I'm times. the biggest idiot ever. I mean, I I will acknowledge stupidity in my close friends because that's what good friends do. Who with people that they, that aren't going to take way too much offense to it. But I'm also humble enough to do it to myself because I'm just as stupid as they are. Come oh, on! Oh hell yeah! Like I totally also have a times. human. I, ex- I I totally have times where I'm just like, ah oh, man, idiot, that I say to mm-hmm. myself. So. Oh, I like I'm never upset when you say I'm TJ and I'm the biggest idiot ever. But yeah, um, have fun covering those next four beers while I go smoke. I agree with Emily's beer opinions, but everything she says about me is a lie. It's a lie. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Anyway, so. uh, We had. Although he checked it in. I'm like, man, again, this is so far afield that I do not remember exactly where I was. Um, But we checked in Panda Punch, which is by Exhibit A Brewing. They are out of Framingham, Mass. Um, I would argue that they are the better brewery in Framingham, Mass. (laughs) I'm not trying to talk shit about Jack's Abbey or Springdale. I really appreciate what you guys have done. But I think Exhibit A actually does some more 
overall solid and inventive stuff, generally speaking. I think that, you know, that when breweries get bigger, they do kind of lose something. So anyway, Panda Punch is a fruited kettle sour brewed with passion fruit, pink guava, and orange puree. Um, I so untapped. I mean, it has had it has a total of two of two hundred and five check ins, um, and an average of three point eight eight. I think that is a an aggressively low rating. So TJ and I both gave this a four point two five on untapped. Um, I think that. While this isn't like the most mind-blowing sour I've had, because again, I've developed a mild obsession with with uh, smoothie sours, this is a still a fairly solid sour, and at like a six point one, it's very drinkable. Uh, um, let's see. So, technically, next we have something that we're still going to talk about in an episode. Um, not a New England, but fuck it. So we tried the, we got singles of a bunch of this stuff, which was, is always a great thing. If you can find places that do singles, this was from, oh fuck. It's something like Dion's Liquors or something in Natick, um, kind of near downtown, near the intersection of 135 and 27. Definitely a place that's worth going if you're a beer nerd and you live in the area, um, so we got to try the Artisanal Brewworks Warhead Orange Pineapple Sour Smash Up Ale. So we still have the Warheads that we're planning on doing, um, uh, like a beer in a movie, beer in a movie, like bonus episodes with, but this is from last year's iteration, this, this year's iteration. So instead of having... Oh god, I can't remember what replace what they replaced, but this was the one that was unique to this one. This is a new one for this year. Um so once again, I think it was kind of undershot on the untapped ratings. Uh average is 3.36, which is like honestly overly harsh. I've had way worse sours. I gave this a 4 mostly because I think that the orange pint and pineapple came through fairly well i think that it was reasonably sour um i do think that some of the other warheads have been better but this was not terrible in any way shape or form and in fact i would argue for the, you know so like for instance narragansett's uh passion fruit mango i think was a much much weaker beer in this sort of general flavor category. This one was much, much better. Um, and I didn't hate it, so I am going to uh, say that it's worth trying. I mean, I think it, the, the when you buy a four-pack of the Warheads, you get four different beers anyway, so it's kind of a fun way to try a few different kind of flavors. Um, we picked up the Night Shift Cryoblast, which is a New England style IPA, not double, that is brewed with 100% cryo hops. It doesn't tell you exactly which. Um, much like most Night Shift stuff in recent memory, I'm I wasn't wildly impressed. Like. 
I might have been a little bit overly generous with some of the other things in terms of what I rated them. Rating this one a 3.75. Its average is a 3.79. I don't think either one of those are unfair. Like, this was considerably more disappointing than the, like, handful of IPAs we started talking about here. Um, I think that Night Shift is just... (laughs) fallen off their game a lot and is producing stuff that like is generic boring and under flavored um but you know if we end here on beer talk we end on a happy note ish uh this is another one from equilibrium not with a collaborator this time so again middletown new york which i have no fucking clue. Are you upstate somewhere in Middletown? Maybe? I don't know. Um, so Kinetic starts off with a huge base of flaked oats and wheat before an enormous whirlpool and dry hop of citra. Um, I have been a huge fan of oat bases in IPAs for a while. I think that oats adds the same kind of creaminess to the mouthfeel that lactose does without adding any sweetness or at least a, a not as much noticeable sweetness um and citra is a hop that's really hard to go wrong with frankly um so this is an average of 4.2 on untapped out of 4 4.8 or 4800 ish listings and i gave this a 4.25 so it it's a rings in at an 8.5% ABV and is technically a double IPA. I thought this was pretty solid. Like honestly, I don't have. I, again, Equilibrium has not come out with anything that I find extremely mind blowing, but I definitely think that it is overall pretty solid. Oh look, the jackass is back! Just as I finish going through all the br- the beers that weren't like the ones we went and got at Lost Shoe Brewing in Marlboro, Massachusetts. So, oh. preview for the next time we actually talk about beer, we went to Lost Shoe Brewing in oh. Marlboro, Massachusetts. Well, brewing the, like, and roasting. The, the, the way you phrased that, it was like you got through all of those before I got back, and I was going to be like, no, Damn. no, 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 no. But you got two I mean, all of those, so I don't talk like the micro machines guy. If you met me, <laughs> like I said, I've I've had so folks. In case you weren't sure about like the soothing so, tones of my voice and how I tend to pause rather than stutter, oftentimes or use filler words. I have been um, when I was in grad school, and I was forced to do fucking pre- presentations in every goddamn class I had, um, because I have a tendency to practice presentations before I give them. I actually had a classmate after one of my presentations come up to me and say, "Holy shit, you sound like David Attenborough," and I was like, "Thank you, I think." Um. I'm going to take that as I sound like a female David Attenborough and not literally David Attenborough. But yeah, I, I will admit that like if I compose myself appropriately, I do have a very smooth way of talking. And it took a lot of concentration to get there, which is really, really hard for my stupid ADD brain. So 
laud me shower me with praise on social media or some shit although i we're not um, worthy. do it on our new we're england beer reviews worthy. account <laughs> do it on the new england beer reviews account like i kind of wonder if some of the randos that i get requesting me on instagram like my personal instagram these days are like people who have found me through like the podcast and it's like okay i appreciate your interest most of the reason that my Instagram is private is not because of actual people, but because of bots. But still. Yes. Don't fall off the couch, you dumb ass. All right. Well, then, um, since you got through those beer reviews, and I'm, I'm guessing I mostly agreed with you on your reviews of those beers. Uh, how about if you a... like me better without TJ? Let me know. Yeah. Let, All right. Let, it's my, my turn. Goodbye. My turn. You go. You do your spoiler-free review. Oh, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to be, but no. Oh, yeah, well, fine. Uh, you can you can smoke inside. <laughs> you I know, but not they're out. To. Fine, I I can. I will not. go get them then. <laughs> Jackhole. All right, fine. I'll go get mine. And there's, a, there's a okay. Do you not see that I have my no, other co-host I, I, here? No, I see him right there, and I know you shouldn't, like, be smoking around him, because it's not good for him. But, yeah, no, but do, do, do whatever you're going to do, and... I'm do- just going to go get mine. St- just just do, 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 keep, keep them entertained for, like, f- ten seconds. Are you not entertained? Um... Alright, so... I'm going to do a TJ's. Oh, I'm seeing big owly eyes staring at me through a camera. Well, staring at his mom. Now he's gone. Uh, I'm going to do a TJ super short, spoiler free newish movie review. Uh, this time it is for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I really want to go to a movie theater and see if I can get a one of the posters for the movie because they're so all right emily's back with her smokes there's a poster for sonic 2 that is like a recreation of the video game cover of sonic 2 that i really want to fucking get but yeah i don't i don't work at a movie theater anymore so it's slightly harder for me but like it, know. Uh, you know, Jim Carrey's Robotnik like peering in with like Sonic and Tails, and yeah, it it's a badass one sheet, and I've got a collection of you know official movie posters that I would love to add that to. <laughs> yeah, that would be rad as hell. I mean, go make friends with somebody who works at a fucking movie theater. I don't know how that could possibly be that hard for you. Uh, cause yeah, I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna become friends with like. A sixteen-year-old. <laughs> Look, man. They're managers, uh, so I'm become friends with a twenty-year-old. Twenty-four-year-old. <laughs> hey, that's way less creepy. Um. Anyway, whatever. Like, there's stuff in that we have in common. I don't know. Maybe if we get like see it or screw it business cards, you can like smooth some people or oh yeah that, that's that's a little more oh, doable speaking of, <clears throat> um, no not so speaking of let off. me let let me get through yeah. this newish movie review 
before we get to speaking Fine. of. <laughs> um, so it it wasn't terrible. Honestly, it was not as much fun as the first one. I know that Dan has said it's terrible, but like it, it was still like mildly enjoyable. It had a couple of laughs. It had a few decent scenes. I didn't really hate any of the characterizations inside of the movie. Uh, like Tails was good. Knuckles was good. It was fucking weird to have Idris Elba as the voice of Knuckles because it just felt like. Too it, classy. No, too steamy. Mm. Like, Either, uh, yeah, like voice, uh, yeah. voice alone. It makes Knuckles fuckable. <laughs> And Dude, um, I'm kind of there for that. I'm not going to lie as a 90s kid. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm cool with that. It does give us a setup for a potential trequel. <laughs> so that's that's cool. We, we we do get like. We do get some fun Jim Carrey. Like, I don't think it's as much fun as he was in the first one. Because, like, yeah. the first one, he was channeling a little more of his Ace Ventura days. Gotcha. And, like, he was trying to do that in this one as well. It just didn't land as That well. or they were like, dude, pawn it the fuck down. It's probably what it was. Which, but, like, if you're hiring Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, all your damn shine, please. Well. Like, just, just, just be yourself. Jim Carrey, please make one more Ace Ventura movie. So that we can go out on a high note if you're going to retire from acting. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, I don't know Ace what Ventura the story could... is, but I don't know either. But like make it Ace Ventura is it like is the jokes are updated for modern times because like the the uh, actually G if give us an Ace Ventura, Ventura that makes us forget Pet Detective. I was going to say uh if if that's not on a the list for age like Malk, which is one of our subcategories for our new podcast, oh it it absolutely it. is. <laughs> oh good, it it should be. It definitely should be. It's like that is that is a very obvious just, age like Malk. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. Like, and if you're oh, too young God. or don't remember, the entire twist of the movie is she the, is a he. She's a trans woman who's who hasn't had bottom surgery, and like again, let the the official stance of New England Beer Reviews and also Theater Screw It is your genitals do not have to match your gender identity. We do not believe in that, and like it was a weird and uncomfortable joke in the '90s. It's just that like it was considered culturally appropriate at the time like there are as a night as as a 90s kid there are so many things that you look back on and go oh oh i probably laughed at this too and now i hate myself for doing so i mean like other hey, that's part of that's part of growing is just other like learning other age like malk movies will end up being two of my favorite movies from when i was a kid and that's revenge of the nerds and short circuit oh god oh yeah like oh yeah me me 38 I... year old looks back at those movies now and it 
I'm kind of ashamed you... of my youthful self. Yes, but like the thing, I mean, again, like I hate to use it's a different time. It is but a different time, but that's I, the I've, thing. I've, I've the grown thing is, is and changed instead of still being the you, person I was in 1991. <laughs> like using the comment, it it has you know time you know times have changed is like can be a cop out, but it also can be an acknowledgement of like I didn't know better at the time, but I've since learned and I have evolved my stances and thought process as you know a more fully formed human being and i have realized that some of the shit that i found funny when i was younger is like wholeheartedly offensive i mean i you know i remember how it used to be cool to like call everything that you didn't like that's gay and that's it so was gay. like it did not it like didn't even it, it that was that was like an early aughts revelation of like I had I made a concerted effort to be like this is like deeply uncool to say that and made myself stop saying it. It's the same thing where like again with the R word we're all you know yeah that is like I I'll fucking say it. You know, it's like when you're a kid in the Boston area, especially it's like, oh yeah, that's retired kid. And it's yeah, like I, I didn't realize no, that it was that, that quite so deeply, Boston, but yeah, it's 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 heavily Boston in a lot of ways. But yeah, that like we we have since realized that that is deeply uncool, and now we make fun of people who still use it in that way. So, if that's any consolation, not every person from the Boston area is a shitbag. We promise. Please yeah. come here. <laughs> uh, we have uh, we have unfettered access to abortion, and we're going to continue to have drinking water for quite some time. So, yes, uh, come to New England. Uh, we have uh, beer and beaches and mountains and all of the things that you could possibly want, in addition to not running out of drinking water. So, anybody who's listening from California. Especially if you own property, get out now while your property is still worth something. Yes, and buy a property because in Western Mass because there are dragons there. I was gonna say buy property in Maine because you can if you're like if you like buy property in Maine and then if like I don't know, man, just make a fucking compound for you and all of your friends. Like, there's plenty of open space there. I can't get, I mean, just, I hope that your job doesn't require good Wi-Fi because, oh my God. Ah, um, but if enough people move there. I can tell you. If enough people move there, then hopefully they would, you know, install fiber optics. Maybe. I don't know. But hey, yeah, we're a couple people that. with ADHD. You've been to Hollis, Maine, where the best, they, they yeah, don't no, even have broadband. Fucking, they just have DSL. Yeah, I, yeah. And that's awful. 20 miles it, west it of It sucked. It, it sucked. Like. I don't know how anybody lives yep. like that. I would love to live in a house in the middle of the fucking woods where I don't have to interact with people as long as I had good Wi-Fi and could get food delivered. Not like prepared food, but like groceries delivered. But yes, yeah, the entire might, point. <laughs> yeah. The entire point of my um, super short, spoiler free, newish movie review this week was to tee up for something that Emily and I watched together because Sonic 2 was wow. the second was the second best Sonic movie 
Sonic featuring movie that came out this year that I've seen. Emily, Uh would you like to tell the audience what the first best Sonic featuring movie that we've that I've seen this year was? Because you haven't watched Sonic 2 yet, but you you have watched this one. I sure would, good buddy. Um, (laughs) We watched the other night. Uh, I don't know if it has a subtitle. I wasn't really paying attention. It's the Rescue Rangers movie. Well, it's, um, it's Res- Chippendale. It's Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Okay. Um. So Rescue Rangers was a property that, as a an elder millennial, I was really into as a kid. Oh hell um, yeah, man! Disney Afternoon was a thing. Fucking Tailspin, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, and yep, something else was it Gargoyles? Uh, I don't remember, but there was also a. Uh, what was DuckTales on? Whatever. There was that, too. Mm. DuckTales. That was it. Okay. Yeah. DuckTales was the other one that I was really into. Um, DuckTales and Rescue Rangers. I was really into as a kid. Um, and I was surprised and delighted at how good this movie was. Uh, I will say that one of the things I think I really appreciated about it was the fact that, like, as a... Uh, child-free elder millennial it was clearly a movie that was designed so a lot of times when we were kids we would get uh kids movies that were clearly aimed at kids and had stuff to keep adults engaged oh but hell yeah this oh, is man. a movie Who that i would Roger argue Rabbit might be an age like mock I can't remember if it is, but it might I haven't be. seen it in like at least twenty five years span. But like, so like I have no Chippendale's idea. Rescue Rangers was like a spiritual sequel to that for me, at least. Right. Um, in a lot of ways, yes. Um, I I definitely would argue that this is a movie that was designed for uh, people who grew up with rescue rangers i.e elder millennials maybe mid-tier you know middle middle millennials whatever um because i think the younger millennials would have would have would have been too young when this was on the air um i think that it is a movie that is actually designed for the adults that grew up with the property and then has enough shit to keep their kids interested and get them pumped because like Absolutely. it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a kid friendly movie but like there are so many jokes that would go over the head of kids um there's a shitload of references like i actually really want to watch this again because there are a lot of like just background things oh blink and you miss it (laughs) yeah absolutely i definitely feel like i could probably watch it a couple more times and still not catch every fucking reference that's in this movie like and that's the kind of thing that delights me Although so, I, I must say one of my favorite random references in it, like I love a lot of the references in it, but again, being elder millennial growing up in the, like I've got insomnia in like 1993. So I'm just going to stay up all night and watch a combination of kids in the hall and MTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the, the port, the bench sign for, vote senator butthead <laughs> it's just like oh god yeah i could see a shitbag yep. like that growing up to be a senator because that's exactly the kind of fucking oh, people absolutely. who do 
Uh, like, especially uh, fucking doesn't doesn't Beavis and Butthead take place in like Texas, like Oklahoma? Yes. It's Texas. It, it, it is it's, Texas. Uh, it's Highland, Texas, and then um, Daria, which if you guys aren't familiar with, is technically a spinoff series from Beavis and Butthead because Daria was originally a character on Beavis and Butthead. Um, you, um, you do know that there are two different spinoff series from Beavis and Butthead, right? What's the other one? Really? I forget what the other one is. King yeah. of the Hill. Oh, shit, that's right. I forgot about that. So that's also... Hank yeah, Hill also... was a neighbor of Beavis oh, and Butthead until that's he right. was driven out of that neighborhood. I forgot that. I mean, I knew both he, were he, Mike Judge. I forgot he was that, that. Like, no, he was that like guy. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so King of the Hills still takes place in Texas, where Daria. So the original thought process was that Daria was it Colorado takes place that they moved in, to. Well, no. So the original thought process was probably Minnesota because of the whole Mall of the Millennium, which oh, would yeah, seem to Mall be a direct America. analog for Mall of America. But when you get to the later seasons, she and her boyfriend Tom are going to look at colleges in that are clearly meant to be like Yale and, and in Boston and shit. And they're in like easy single day driving distance so my new thought has evolved to be that daria takes place in uh a far off suburb of philly um and that the mall of the millennium is actually king of prussia oh yeah that actually would make a whole lot of sense Mm -hmm. because it would actually put you in the right distance from uh, New England, as well as like giving you a large mall that could still more or less function the same in the same context. Because if I recall Do correctly, ever... King of Prussia is a pretty goddamn big mall. Uh, Which, if I recall correctly, it, it is. Do they uh, ever in... go to the beach? Um, that is a good question. The or do they just go to a lake house? You never see them actually go to the beach. You do see reference to uh, beach stuff, but it's only in the opening of, I th- I think, Is It Fall Yet, which is the first movie. Um, and it's like meant to be like a, oh, look, summertime kind of thing. Um, so no, you really... So again, I think that like a far off thing you know a far off like semi suburb you know within a couple hours distance of philly is probably far enough that you wouldn't like just casually go to the beach because you don't really ever see it maybe uh it's not like northern ohio yeah that northern would see, again, northern illinois no putting still yourself feel too far, too far west yeah yeah you're, you're like that's the thing is the reason that people have settled on Pennsylvania is because of the fact that, like, you're close enough to be within, like, I don't know, say six hours driving of, like, Boston. Six yeah. to eight hours of driving yeah. of Boston. Like, Probably closer to eight. 
Yeah, but you can't you can't get to fucking Boston from eight hours and like even the Minneapolis area, you just can't. Uh no, definitely not from anywhere in Minnesota. Hell can you no. get to here in eight hours? No. Like not even from Michigan. No. Um I have driven across a bunch of this country and like yes, I I would say that I think that would be a stretch from even like most parts of Ohio. So yeah, uh, spe- I think that- spending the majority of my life in Massachusetts, everywhere feels so far away from each other outside of Massachusetts, given how everywhere feels so far away from each other inside of Massachusetts. <laughs> so I would estimate that you're looking at a um, probably still potentially classified as a suburb of uh, Philly that is more or less about an hour maximum hour and a half from king of prussia and i have no idea where king of prussia is king of prussia is uh i believe northwest just northwest of philly okay so like i i don't know fucking it's not it's definitely not a place like kutztown but it could be i guess i don't know but yes, the reason I say that, um, you know, Sonic 2 is the second best f- movie this year featuring Sonic as a primary character is also because of Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Oh, because they have Ugly Sonic. Ugly Sonic is one of their, like, it's their primary secondary character. Yes, and they have like and it's it's the original model where he's like tall and lanky and has the and has teeth. teeth. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I think that they have and and I I want to say that there are three separate gags where they like do the like you know that two. like two that there's only two, two. yeah okay because it's but Chip and Dale where okay. they have like the slow. Where they're just like it's just like a it's like a like a tight shot on Sonic's fucking teeth. (laughs) Like, oh my god, it's so good. It's so fucking funny. Like again, I was I was very prepared for that movie to suck ass because I I was so prepared for that movie to suck so much ass. And I I was so pleasantly surprised by it if you are especially a millennial or remember the days of like disney afternoon block so you know that fucking uh chippendale tailspin darkwing and uh ducktales ducktales also how fucked is it that like darkwing duck is related to huey louis huey Who's the third one? Dewey. Dewey. Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Um, like, are all ducks just related? Um, I'm assuming that all talking ducks are related. Um, but does that mean that everybody in Duckburg, it, do they have to do, like, genetic testing, like Tay-Sachs? Oh, no. I would guess that they are... It probably was, I don't know, I guess, 
if you used a couple of mating pairs, you might be able to get enough distance genetically that it wouldn't be horrifying. Um, I don't know what your minimum population size is. I haven't done a lot of reading on like population studies like that. All but... right. So Scrooge McDuck is the great uncle of Huey, Dewey and Louie. Donald is the uncle of Huey, Dewey and Louie. Okay. But also Darkwing, who is not Donald. I forget what his name is, but Darkwing Whatever. is also the uncle of Huey, Dewey and Louie. Okay, so he's so is the implication that he's Donald's brother, or is like is he on the other side of the family? Good okay, question. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, if there's a whole ass town, like I would guess that you need a minimum of like two breeding pairs to start, and then like try to get as far away but, from but, your but then genetic like, peers. Is, is Launchpad McQuack related to them as well? is um that seems likely is, but he's probably like a fucking i mean it depends on how long they've been doing it but he could be is, like a fucking third or fourth cousin or some shit is gizmo related to them as well i would assume that every single fucking talking duck is related to them in some way i mean so you could just like walk in the street and be like uncle auntie brother well, that's, <laughs> yes but the thing is is that like once you get past, once you get to like second cousin, you're actually like not in a lot of danger of having a lot of uh, genetic fuck ups. And once you get uh, past uh, second so, cousin, so instead of pulling pulling a Giuliani, you pull a Poe. <laughs> well, no, I mean Giuliani actually, uh, like I know that everybody gives him shit, but that was his second cousin. Like that's actually from a. From a genetics perspective, not actually wildly risky, honestly. Um, the reason that you don't want to do the shit that, like, say, the Habsburgs did is because you're marrying, like, brother and sister, brother and sister, brother and sister, whatever, over and over and over and over and over because you're trying to keep the same fucking bloodline. And that's how you eventually end up with shit like Factor Five Leiden fucking hemophilia. Yeah. Um, like, also, I didn't, I don't know why I never realized it. But I didn't realize that the royal families of Europe are all supposed to be direct descendants of Charlemagne. Yeah, um, they are all related. It's just a matter of like it, you're again, you're better. You were better off marrying somebody who wasn't like your first cousin. Like you're related to all of them in some way. But like if you pick one, if you pick a mate who is not as directly related to you you're less likely to cause problems and like again well if we're gonna we... ostracize if we're gonna ostracize any listeners then um hey you good christian listeners first off fuck you second off if you actually believe what you subscribe to then we're all incestuous true we're all descended from adam and eve and eve's two sons who apparently had children with eve since she was the only woman but even also more so eve. even more so we're descended from noah and, and and his sons and and noah's wife yeah why is it always like a sausage fest there's always like three dudes for every woman because men wrote the history, dude. That's why. His Tori. Women, women didn't 
count a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, well, now that I'm thoroughly depressed, uh, uh, maybe it's time to like wrap it up because we're like a solid two hours in. Oh, good. Um, yeah, we. So it's a long one. Done. It's a beer light um, long one. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's my description of this beer light long one. <laughs> that's it. Nothing uh, else. <laughs> let me say trigger warning child murder yeah i mean we're, we're not talking about murdering children although no, i i don't personally I, I i don't have a problem with virtual pedicide but i have a problem with practical pedicide like yeah what in the fuck is wrong with you bringing it full circle bringing it full circle what mm -hmm. the fuck mm -hmm. is your malfunction like what to you at 18 makes it be like i'm gonna go murder a bunch of children yeah it's like what is your what is your moral justification for hurting children like i i don't i don't understand where where you could possibly find one yeah and like i'm i also don't want to immediately jump to like I do think that we need better mental health careness in like better mental health care in this country generally that Absolutely. we need to like actually talk about this shit a whole lot more, but I am not going to immediately throw this on being mentally unhealthy. I mean, like, that's the thing is even if you have mental health I, issues, I am, I am you're mentally still responsible. You're still exactly. responsible for your actions. Like, I have had an issue for years with people like, again, as a person who struggles severely with mental health issues. In fact, I full disclosure have just Yo. have struggled so hard recently uh, that I, I mean, in fairness, a lot of my current struggles were caused by my job, but nonetheless, it was bad enough to cause me to leave my job without having a backup. I am so I'm currently in the process of trying to switch careers entirely, and I'm just lucky that I have a uh, a bit of a cushion that I can, you know, fuck around and find out in a good way, hopefully. Um, where like uh, most people don't have those resources and i think that that is deeply unfair but like at the same time i don't i don't think that you know having mental health issues of any kind is ever an excuse for treating other people poorly like you you may not you are Correct. certainly not the cause of your mental health issues but you are responsible for how they impact other people fucking no matter what and you like people yes. need to take more responsibility for that so like even assuming that you know well, we we live in a society where people need to take more responsibility for their own actions in general in general but like i mean it's, it's even in this context like it's it's an it's an explanation not an excuse you don't get a fucking pass mm -hmm. ever no, i'm sorry not at all like and it's like, the same. I am I am mentally unstable. I am very mentally unstable myself. Like, you know this, Emily. Like, but it doesn't mean that wow, I I'm am shocked. going to. I'm shocked and appalled. Yeah. yeah. 
I guess we're not best friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, because that's like, not at all has has nothing has nothing at all to do with why we're best friends. Yeah, but like I'm I am not gonna be somebody who like I wake up tomorrow and it's like <sighs> must kill John Lennon. <sighs> Like, yeah, the, no, the I person just... who killed John Lennon was I read Catcher in the Rye and Catcher in the Rye told me I had to kill John Lennon. It's like, no, your brain made connections, your logical yeah. brain. Like it, there are times where I do subscribe to like the different thought processes of different psychologists over the years. And like Freud's a fucking idiot. Yes. But I agree with the idea of, you know, id, ego, super ego. I think it's an over oversimplification, but like it, it fits in too many ways. Like I know that I am largely like id driven, mm. but <laughs> I know that my super ego steps in when my id is like, yeah, let's fucking do this. My super ego be like, Nah, man, that's a bad idea. Yeah, but I um, also i I talk to myself. I don't know if that's so just like I. Uh, well, that's an yeah, only child. I don't, yeah, thing. I was gonna say I don't know if it's like just an only child thing. But it's like, an only child thing. We I all hear, do. It. Yeah, I, I like you hear perspectives of self about situation in many voices it's not like it's somebody like it's not like voices talking to me right but it's like my mind making sense of my thoughts of like weighing the scales yes um again as a person who has struggled with mental illness basically my entire life i mean yeah. preceding puberty Again, yeah. diagnosis preceding puberty, um, and I've just collected more diagnoses as I've gotten older. Uh, thankfully, none of them have personality them disorders. <laughs> I, I, I mean, in fairness, it's like anxiety, depression, unipolar depression, and uh, and uh, PTSD are the primary ones. And it's still, it's like I probably I have like a splash of PTSD. I'm definitely type two pi bipolar anxiety yeah adhd adhd which i still haven't officially gotten diagnosed with because i'm a woman in my 30s and they're like ha, women in their 30s don't have that and it's like i uh, actually um never been, wait, fuck it i'm not fighting with you anymore um or, or more so just women don't have that yeah um, you've got lady problems it's hysteria let me use this vibrator on you I mean, it Again, would be fucking. I could. Fuck I you, could, Freud. It, like, if it's a situation in which I'm like down to consent, like, yeah, fucking, just like, no, uh, yeah, no consent, can, no consent, oh, no consent no. at all. It's just it's like an old you, gross you're guy. a woman with hysteria. I need to no, jack I'm, you off. Well, unfortunately, because of my normal trauma response, I probably wouldn't be able to do anything to stop it so that would be terrible but anyway um again as a person who has had myriad mental health issues i do not accept anyone I, as a person who has personally had to fight 
so fucking hard to like dig myself out of holes and i'm currently working on digging myself out of a out of a hole while like trying to balance getting things done and being gentle with myself i'm still fucking fighting and like if you are not willing to like struggle against your own mental health issues and actually like fight to do better then like that's on you i I don't accept that as an excuse for mass shootings. I don't accept that as an excuse to abuse other people. I don't expect that as an excuse to like, just, you know, not fucking try. Like, I don't think that that is a valid excuse for anything. It is certainly an understandable explanation, but like there is no situation in which you are, you know, impacting other people negatively that that is that the the consequences of that are not on you like oh absolutely fucking do better like and if you do have negative consequences which you will because it's not a fucking perfect journey it never is you are responsible for fucking fixing it period like i'm sorry you know what the you know what resources are out there. You're not stupid. You live in a modern society. You're aware that therapy and medication exists. Do whatever the fuck you need to do to not impact other people. And it's but, the same but, argument I have for like people honestly, not wanting man, to wear masks. Like it, it is hard to access resources, especially in this country. I absolutely understand that, but that doesn't mean that you aren't that like you, it you're does... still fucking responsible for your goddamn actions yeah and, and if, you were responsible for the consequences if, of those if actions. you are so mentally if you were so mentally ill that you are going to negatively impact people every single time you encounter them you need to restrict your interactions to people that are going to be willing to support you through that process and yeah. like, you need to figure out you know, there dude there are online resources Ask yourself there, why as well there are all kinds of things that you can do to work on yourself that don't require money like i i think it's a fucking travesty that like not every single person in this country can access mental health resources but there are things that you can do on your own Yo. provided that you don't have i mean if you have a if you have a diagnosis like some something like schizophrenia that like honestly requires medication to be managed like i mean then again there are people who with therapy have been able to manage their schizophrenia without medication but if you don't have that kind of resource you can also talk to your I mean, presumably there are a lot of people who have some kind of contact with a doctor once in a while and be like, hey, I know you're a GP. I have this issue. I know I need this. Can you please just prescribe it for me? Like, so I don't have to spend more money going to a different doctor. Like, I like or that you, is if, way harder to do these days because of. And there are a lot of subsidized options. Like if, if anybody out there is struggling and you don't know where to go, please message us. I will find you the resources that you need in, in, in a compa that will provide you help in a capacity that you can actually like afford to do. Yes. You're like, welcome to email us at new England beer reviews. At or even if you just want to fucking talk to us, like if you're having a, if you're having a tough time and you're like, I can't deal with this right now. Like fucking just talk, like talk to me, man. I like, I am like, 
I I'm struggling myself right now, but I will find the spoons. Like I will do it. Like I think I've said this before. Like d- never feel like you don't have anyone to turn to because if nothing else, you have us. Yeah, you are never um, alone. You are welcome to reach out to us. Just and don't like, call just, me on the phone. Just text me. Yeah, but like seriously, I'll, I beg of you, anybody out there who's struggling, please do not just don't take it out on people around you. Like, yeah, you have. To, I know that we live in a in a society that heavily Brutalist. emphasizes individualism, is very brutal. It really doesn't take into account the needs and you know happiness of people who are of lower so- social echelons that's only getting worse we see you we hear you we we are here for you anything that we can do to help if it's use our platform if it's talk to you individually that is fine like we will do what we can like we can't is- make any money on patreon but if you've got to go fund me to like try and support like some fucking something that you need then feel free to reach out to us as well absolutely uh, like, and like i and and anybody out there who's like i don't have any responsibility to the people around me yes you fucking do you live in a society if you we like, are all earthicans if you live in especially if you live in new england you do there's unless you're like in the middle of the fucking forest in maine that like is owned by logging companies which again is illegal to live in so i have no idea why the fuck you're there um you have a fucking responsibility to your neighbors even if it's like one or two people like fucking help your neighbors like the best thing that we can do in times like this is like uh is organize within our communities like it's it's if we lift each other up we all get raised exactly like none of this fuck you got mine shit we do not accept that here no. at new england beer fuck reviews. that mentality like it's the same thing where if it's like oh i don't want to wear a mask because it inconveniences me even though it'll potentially save the life of like you know neighbors around me fuck you you're a selfish prick and you do not deserve to live in this society i am sorry if you your personal rights only extend as far as they don't Fuck up the person's life next to you. If you Don't are shit in someone else's cornflakes. Exactly. That's like, it. Like, honestly, you can do whatever okay, the fuck so you want. I really want to like, like I really want to try and wrap shit up real fast, but I've got a quick story. I was astonished yeah. the other night because I ended up going to um I I checked a I checked an artist box off of my list. I went and saw Garth Brooks play at Foxborough. Uh, because my mom had an extra ticket and it's like, yeah, no, this is an artist that you fucking loved forever. I remember from my youth, I have never seen live. You've got an extra ticket. So why the fuck not? You know, mm-hmm. um, shit, I was going somewhere. I'm guessing that it had something to do with like people. there not being shit bags. Um, well, no, there, there were definitely like people who were having that mentality but like it still felt like a greater community it reminded me of like the old days of a mosh pit of like yeah you know we're fucking throwing elbows and kicking out but like somebody falls down you lift them back up yes like you you don't get let somebody get just stomped yeah 
like we're we're all we should all be there for each other it's not yes. it shouldn't be like there's something else i was gonna say but like it shouldn't be like fuck you got mine mentality mm-hmm. which too much of this country thinks in mm-hmm. <laughs> hell too much of this country thinks in the fuck you i might get mine someday yeah like that's the thing folks is if you're it doesn't matter what side of this debate you're on we shouldn't be fighting each other we should be fighting the upper classes this should be a class war not a civil you versus me civil war yeah no i like world war three eat the rich be a class war but it All we need to do, I've said it allegedly before on this podcast, all we need to do is eat one billionaire and the rest fall in line. Allegedly. 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 Um, But yeah, we we are like deep into this pod. We should wrap shit up. Yeah, let's wrap shit up. Eat the rich. Yeah. Support your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Collective act, you know, co- co- you know, community support, collective action, support your neighbors. Also, don't try and stand on the pyramid of skulls to get as high as you can. Yeah, that's. I'm um, looking not the at way, you, man. fucking um, uh, uh, who who's dickhead fuckface? Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Fuck you, oh, Jeff I was Bezos. Thinking more about Elon Musk and him. Oh, I mean, like, fuck you, Elon too. Musk, as well. Oh, Elon Musk is a sex pest? I'm so surprised. Yeah. Huh. Kel Supri. All right. Fuck it. We've been New England Beer Reviews. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can listen to this podcast wherever you find podcasts. We've got another podcast called See It or Screw It. It's purely binary. We are the only show that tells you to see it or screw it. You can also find us. You can also find that wherever you find, um, you know, podcasts, podcasts and social medias. Once I set those up um, and even a Instagram eventually. Yay. Yay. Maybe we'll get money from that one. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I really hope you stuck out for the entirety of this episode. It's a weird one, but I thought that it was a very interesting one, too. Yeah. Uh, I know it was beer light, but, you know. We're not just dipshits who drink beer. We actually care about things and people. (sighs) People. I hate that I care about people, but I still fucking care about people. Same. But, yeah. um, Emily. Come find me in my hermit cave caring about people. Is that that's my last word that that is a great final word so dear listeners come find us in our hermit caves where we care about people but we just don't want to like have to interact with them that much because i love persons i hate people like i i i will put my life on the line for you but div i'm I just you don't have to talk to me it's fine <laughs> oh, I would I would fucking take a bullet for most people. There are a few persons that I would murder someone for. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. But I I do still have a short list allegedly of persons that I would murder someone for. 
Also, if you abuse animals, I will cut off your dick. I know that. Oh we yeah, no. If I ever like, find out, I, I will. Same, I will make you suffer. I have the same issue that I do with like people who fuck up kids. If you fuck up animals, I will cut off your goddamn dick, and I will like gladly defend that in court. You know, that's a great final word. Defend the innocent. Defend the innocent. Bye. Bye.